0: Chapter five of Peeps at People Being Certain Papers from the Writings of Anne Warrington Withrup by John Kendrick Bangs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Schmidt. Peeps at People Andrew Lang. Several days after the exhilarating interview with the poet laureate of England, I was honored by a dinner given to me by the honorable company of lady copymongers at their guild hall in Piccadilly Circus, South West. It was a delightful affair, and I met many ladies of prominence in literary fields. Miss Braddon and John Oliver hobbs were there, and one rather stout old lady of regal manner who was introduced as clara gulf but whom i strongly suspected to be none other than the authoress of that famous and justly popular work leaves from my diary in the highlands or sixty years a potentate she was very gracious to me and promised to send me an autograph copy of her publisher's circular most interesting of all the persons encountered at the banquet however was miss philippa phipps phipps forewoman of the andrew lang manuscript manufacturing company from whom i gained much startling information which i am certain will interest the public in the course of our conversation i observed to miss phipps phipps of whom i had never heard before that nothing in modern letters so amazed me as the output of andrew lang for both its quality and its quantity the lady flushed pleasurably and said modestly we try to keep up to the standard miss withrop as a worker in literary fields you perhaps realize how hard it is to do this but of one thing i assure you we have never in the last ten years allowed a bit of scamp work of any description to go out of our factory of course we have grades of work but the lower grades do not go out with the lang mark upon them i looked at miss phipps phipps in a puzzled way for the full import of her words did not dawn upon me instantly i don't quite understand said i we who are we the lang manuscript manufacturing company explained the young woman you are aware of course that andrew lang is not an individual but a corporation i certainly never dreamed it said i with a half smile how could it be otherwise asked miss phipps phipps no human being could alone turn out an average of six hundred forty-seven million words a year miss withrop not even if he could run two typewriters at once and write with his feet while dictating to a stenographer it would be a physical impossibility dear me i cried in amazement i know that there were thousands of articles from lang every year but six hundred forty seven million words why it is incredible that is only the average you know said miss phipps phipps proudly in good years we have run as high as seven hundred sixteen million three hundred forty six words and this year if all goes well and our operatives do not strike we expect to turn out over eight hundred million we have signed contracts to deliver one hundred eleven million three hundred eighty three thousand words in the month of june alone mostly christmas stuff you know to be published next november last month we turned out thirty nine thousand lines of poetry a day for twenty five working days and our essay mill has been running overtime for sixteen weeks well i am surprised said i yet when i come to think of it there is no reason why i should be this is an age of corporations precisely said miss phipps phipps furthermore ours had a philanthropic motive at the bottom of it all here was mr lang simply killing himself with work and some seven hundred young men and women of an aspiring turn of mind absolutely out of employment the burdens of the one we believed could be made to relieve the necessities of the other and we made the proposition to mr lang to make himself over to us promising to fill his contracts and relieve him of the necessity of doing any further literary work for the rest of his life we incorporated him on a basis of two million pounds giving him one million pounds in shares the rest was advertised as for sale and was oversubscribed ten to one workshops were built at woking and as a starter six hundred operatives were employed, working night and day. At the end of the first year we were just three months behind our orders. We immediately doubled our force to twelve hundred, and so it has gone until today, and the business is constantly increasing. Our stock is at a premium of 117%, and we keep 3,750 people, with a capacity of 10,000 words a day each, constantly employed. I am astonished, I cried. The magnitude of the work is appalling. Are your shops open to visitors? Certainly. I shall be pleased if you will come out to Woking to morrow, and I will show you over the establishment, replied Miss Phipps Phipps, courteously. And then for the moment the conversation stopped. The next day I was at Woking, where Miss Phipps Phipps met me at the station a ten minutes drive brought us to the factory a detailed description of which would be impossible in the limits at my disposal suffice it to say that after an hour's walk through the various departments i was still not half acquainted with the marvels of the establishment in the essay and letters to dead authors department sixty-eight girls were driving their pens at a rate that made my head whirl A whole floor was given over to the fairy tale department, and I saw fairy books of all colors in the rainbow being turned out at a rapid rate. Here, said the forelady, as we reached a large, capacious, and well lighted writing room, is our latest venture. There are seven hundred employees in here, and they work from nine a.m. to twelve, have a half hour for luncheon, and resume. At five they go home. They have in hand the Lang Meredith we have purchased from mr meredith all right and title to his complete works which we are having rewritten these will appear at the proper time as the lucid meredith by andrew lang the old gentleman at the desk over there she added pointing to a keen-eyed sharp-visaged fellow with a long nose and nervous manner is mr fergus holmes who began life as a detective and became a critic he is here on a large salary and has nothing to do but use his critical insight and detective instinct to find the thought in some of mr meredith's most complicated periods after all miss witherup our operators are only human and some of them cannot understand meredith as well as they might i am glad to know said i with a laugh that you pay mr fergus holmes a large salary a man employed to detect the thought of some of mr meredith's paragraphs oh we understand all about that miss phipps phipps smiled in return we know his value which is very great in this particular matter and does he never fail i asked i presume he does but he never gives up once he asked to be allowed to consult with mr meredith before giving an opinion and we consented he wrote to the author and it turned out that mr meredith had forgotten the paragraph entirely and couldn't tell himself what he meant but he was very nice about it he gave us carte blanche to make it mean anything that would fit into the rest of the story we passed into another room this room said miss phipps phipps is at present devoted to the british poets there have been a great many bad poets in britain who have become immortal and we are trying to make them good that young man over there with red hair is rewriting Burns. The introduction we are doing in our essay room. That young lady in blue glasses is doing Gay over again. And we have entrusted our Lang edition of Herrick to the retired clergyman whom you see sitting on that settee by the window with a slate on his lap. To show you how completely we do our work, let me tell you that in this case of Herrick all his poems were first copied off on slates by our ordinary copyists so that the clergyman who is doing them over again has only to wet his finger to rub out what might strike some people as an immortal line it's a splendid idea i cried but wouldn't a blackboard prove less expensive we never consider expense said miss phipps phipps we really do not have to you see with a capacity of eight hundred million words a year at the rates for lang for which we pay at rates for the unknown we are left with a margin of profit which pleases our stockholders and does not arouse the cupidity of other authors what a wonderful system said i we think it so said miss phipps phipps placidly and do you never have any troubles i asked oh yes replied my hostess only last week the grass of parnassus and blue ballad employees rose up and struck for sixpence more per quatrain we locked them out and to-day have filled their places with equally competent employees you can always find plenty of unemployed and unpublished poets ready to step in our prose hands do not give us much trouble and our revisers never say a word have you any novelties in hand i asked oh yes said miss phipps phipps we are going to supersede boswell with langs johnson we are preparing a lang shakespeare and when the copyrights on thackeray and dickens have expired we'll do them all over again then we are experimenting in colors for a new fairy book and our chromatic bibles will be a great thing we are also contemplating an offer to the french academy to permit all the works of its members to be issued as ours i really think that Daudet by andrew lang would pay hugo by lang might prove too much for the british public but we shall do it because we have confidence in ourselves we shall issue the philosophy of schopenhauer by andrew lang next week how about our american authors i queried are you going to rewrite any of them who are they asked miss phipps with an admirable expression of ingeniousness well said i myself and Ah uh, edgar poe any poets said miss phipps phipps some i answered myself and Ah uh, longfellow i don't know said miss phipps phipps becoming somewhat reserved send me your manuscript I have heard of you of course but ah uh, who is Miss Longfellow I contented myself with a reference to the scenery and then I said Miss Doublefipps I wish you would conduct me into the presence of Mr Lang I like him as a manly man and I love him for the books he has put forth which not only show his manliness but his appreciation of everything in letters that is good Well really Miss Withrop said miss phipps phipps we don't know where he is but we think it is not my thought but that of the corporation we think you will find him playing golf at st andrew's thank you said i but after all i added it is not what the corporation thinks so much as what you as an individual think where do you believe i may find mr lang among the immortals was the answer spoken with enthusiasm and believing that the lady was right i ceased to look for mr lang for in the presence of immortals i always feel myself to be foolish nevertheless i am very glad to have seen the lang company at woking and i now understand many things that i never understood before end of andrew lang